Hello, neighbors. Welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. Yes, I'm sure you guys have missed our voices and our uh, ridiculous thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Uh, right now is what day is today? November. Yeah. Actually, don't say it because, like, <laughs> every time we date it, it feels old to people who are listening. So just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> someday. It's someday <laughs> uh, in November. Well, at the very least, we're looking outside, and oh my gosh, it looks like it looks like something out of Blade Runner. <laughs> like uh, it's it looks dystopian. It, yeah, the, it looks like kind of like we're in hurricane. <laughs> yeah, you know what it's from? It's from the and my nose is sounding kind of a little bit off, um, or my voice. It's it's because uh, this dust, this micro dust, the air pollution today. We have an app in Korea that we usually open mm. and today it came out with a gas mask on that says Cheok. yeah it's like the worst level yeah and it says which yeah. means never go <laughs> out but uh but it's been like this for the past two three days and it's yeah. just so uh not good yeah it really like i miss the sunshine i miss good air yeah even the sunshine is not being able to <laughs> penetrate this like wave of dust and pollution that's yeah. coming in from china <laughs> uh, i was thinking about what sort of topics that we would like to discuss and i felt like more than anything else i wanted to touch on the topic of china um in a way that could in the way that katie and i talk about it um because there are a lot of things from politics to social issues to a lot of stuff which I always have on the back of my mind, like China disturbs me on a lot of levels and I kind of want to just like, get it out there. But every time I think about addressing some of the stuff, like Katie, you sometimes say like, but isn't that racist or yeah, is it isn't too, this too controversial, too controversial or politically insensitive? And that bothers me. Mm. What bothers me is that China has got in a position where anything they do wrong or it's like we can't talk about it right and it's a kind of mixed in this like american mindset of china where there's like it's mixed with wokeism mm -hmm. where anything you say about china and if you're not asian then you're labeled a racist and so there's no dialogue about like about china when there is a communist regime who acts like in a bullish way and just does anything they want on the global stage yet no one around the world is able to like kind of talk about it or even the mass media is not able to talk about it in a way that's like you know that becomes very stifling and then it becomes self-censorship actually we're not going to go into this topic right now yeah, yeah. we're going to jump to it but what's worse self-censorship mm -hmm. or direct censorship right like if the state says like you're living in china and they censor yeah is that worse or is you censoring yourself worse? Why are you censoring yourself? Some because of some order or pressure from the state? No, because you're getting feared of canceled, getting feared of labeled uh, an mm. adjective. So you just don't talk about it. We're not even in a position to be canceled, nor is that my personality. Like, yeah. I want to talk about it in a way. And, and I guess one other thing before we jump into that topic later is that... There is this sensitive area which um, I would feel, especially if I was like Chinese American or Chinese European or any Chinese citizen that like integrated into a democratic culture. Mm. Like whenever you talk about China, it feels like an attack on your identity since it is your ethnicity. Mm. And so from that part, I think it's very tricky. Um, that's something that that person has to deal with. Yeah, you're that, saying that's that shouldn't my, stop you from yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. in a certain way or speak about or, or speaking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, if I was if I escaped North Korea and people shit about North Korea all the time. Yeah. Rightfully so, right? They're not, you know, they're like Kim Jong Un is one of the worst guys probably yeah. ever living on the planet. Yeah, and I wouldn't feel good about it. But if I was living in the U.S. trying to relive my life, that's just still that's that's how it is. And you have that sucks because you're that's your you know that's that's the current state of affairs yeah that's related to your ethnicity mm -hmm. that doesn't make you a bad person 
but it does suck to be in that position because you're vulnerable and then what sucks what really sucks is that sorry guys that's smog what really sucks is that people who are educated and who have somewhat of a balanced understanding of reality mm. can separate the person from their government but i would say the mass majority they just like to say that person or they like to uh, blame that person for the actions of the government it takes someone who like it takes conscious effort to be like no but that person is just a, you know it's just a chinese person i don't like their government yeah. like in your subconscious you say man like we look at the smog and we go god damn chinese right but when we're talking about it we're talking about like chinese government but in your subconscious you don't do that that's why it's called your subconscious yeah chinese is just chinese and so that part gets a little bit tricky right mm -hmm. but if you keep talking about it in my and the reason why i want to talk about it is if we have this sort of dialogue i think people are able to separate the two uh, uh or or know to separate the two and yeah. don't let their subconscious just associate chinese issues xi jinping and his government and all of this like stuff that are going on at the geopolitical level as as, as fault of the person right? yeah i think that's a really good point because i i have a lot of chinese friends i even have chinese you know uh family member right? yeah yeah right yeah. so it's not like i don't like chinese people actually my best friend is chinese yeah exactly and so but uh, even the fact that we have to like say this but I guess we have to say this because we're talking publicly. Yeah. Like when we're talking with good friends or even with our Chinese friends about China. Even or two weeks ago, I was on a Zoom call with my friend in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. And like we're talking, but none of us have to like say, you know, you know, we're not racist or anything. But we're talking in a public space. And yeah. I guess we have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess I'm saying all this just because, yeah, we're coming from a space of like, I don't want to self-censor. I want to let like my ideas about it like out mm. in the space and i feel like that pressure is much stronger in the u.s yeah if you're coming from the u.s because like the it's such a multicultural country yeah so it's very very mixed um environment yeah the u.s i think is is the trickiest place to talk about this just because of where um socially people are with like trying to be too woke like the you know if you go too far to the left um you know, you just want to see everyone as being like, like totally like there is no, there's no, there's no difference between men and women, which is silly. There's no difference between like races. There's no like, it, 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 you just, everything becomes blurred. And at which point then yeah, it, it's silly building a different reality, which is separated from the actual reality. Mm -hmm. Right. But anyway, before we go too far into this topic, I feel yeah. like we already went like through it's over um anyway that's that's our podcast we're never scripted here um this podcast is brought to you by gochujar <laughs> um gochujar is actually doing very well and i'm actually very happy originally when it's i was it's a little baby yeah it's a is little it adolescent now i think it's a teenager now Ooh. yeah it's it's yeah it's hopefully it's not too rebellious like things don't start breaking apart and <laughs> logistics will start going crazy but yeah i mean i i think uh, gochujar has been very interesting because when we first started it i told my friend when i was talking about the idea of trying to export like premium foods to international countries and mm, i don't know it's gonna be expensive i don't think there's gonna be a market for it but i was like no you know what there is there's gonna be yeah and then i remember him saying like well then like what what's going to justify you putting that much time into it? Like how much are you expecting in sales and this and that? And I just remember him like, I just want to validate my idea. Like, yeah. I don't care if I, even if I just sell like 10 products in the first month, that would be enough. And he's like, but that's, that's silly. I was like, no, I just want to do it for me. Cause I know that there's going to be a market there. Mm. And somehow like with that stubbornness, finding new product lines and making contract with suppliers and just figuring out so many one-off things it's grown into like a viable business i call this a viable business now it's no longer project stage and i'm very happy for that so and we survived through covid too yeah we survived through covid i mean the, the store had to be closed for like six months because mm. there was like complete like like stop in shipping yeah and then right? trump trump also during his days forced the uh united states postal service to hike their rates 
oh, by yeah, like yeah. I think by thirty to forty percent, mm. which had a you know it trickled down, and we thought, ah, oh, that's the game over for us. Mm. Um, no, but people still want it quite bad. Yeah, so today it's it's brought <laughs> to you by a teenager <laughs> called Coach <Chicho. laughs> So very happy. Um, we have Fika pans, and uh, the quality is amazing. We've been using their omelet pan uh, quite a lot, the Keramari pan, mm. um, really nice, and they have a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so. I like that omelet pla- uh, omelet pan because it's very small, mm. so like you don't have to use a lot of ingredients. <laughs> Exactly. Like even to cook, um, yeah, keramari. I think you can just use like two to three eggs, yeah. and then you can still make a puffy looking like <laughs> uh, egg roll. Yeah. Whereas on normal pans, require much more and more difficult to keep it in shape. Yeah. And for me, I like the the wooden feel, like the wood. Yeah. It's, like, it's a good quality. Yeah, I like that yeah, too. It's not like coated and just like wood looking things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, it's 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 nice. Right now, we have to upload like at least 30 new items and we're so slow just because we have no time and the co- companies that we're working with getting a little bit like impatient with us, but I need to, yeah, I need to get those out. But anyway, among those stuff that we've uploaded thus far, we also have the um, sujeonggwa from uh, Sangwa Tea Room and the sujeonggwa is cinnamon tea and that thing tastes good. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. The Korean... Korean cinnamon tea. Yeah. It's usually served cold I love it. after uh, hanshik meals, mm. but you can also have it hot. And so this Christmas time, dropped an eggnog. Who likes eggnog? Actually, it's not bad. No, 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 no. It'll, it'll be kind of the equivalent would be the mulled wine. Is that how oh, you say it? The mulled wine in Germany? You know, Wang. Something Wang. Oh my God, I can't think of it yet. But I, I kind of... Match it similar to that. Sorry, in my mind, I matched it to a specific memory. So when I was went to Germany for like this business oh, trip. Oh, Bang Show. Oh, Bang Show. Bang Show. Bang Show. Bang Show. Our friend we're, pronunciation we're is into French. Bad. Yeah, but it's French. I think it means hot wine. Yeah, is it? Yeah, Bang is a uh, wine. I N C H A U D. We were in uh, Germany for during Christmas time for a business trip and. Mm. Uh, they have the Christmas markets. And mm. It's really nice, and it's cold outside. Everyone has their like warm jackets. Yeah. Then you see like a stall. You pay like two euros or something. Give you yeah. hot wine, and you just sip on that, and you check out all the vendors. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, actually. So I have that memory of Von Schultz, but then you know. Oh, I like to try it when you get the hot wine and like basement floor of Hyundai Pekajum. Doesn't give the same effect. I mean, I yeah, guess. I've tried uh, that bong shot in Korea. But, um, it's it's good, but mm. I would like to try the original one. Mm. <laughs> That's right. So before we go on to that topic that we we're talking about earlier, um, mm. I'm actually pretty excited for a few things. Um, mm. We we have a hotel booked, and what we're gonna do that day is we're gonna have like a end of the year uh, wrap up. End of the year wrap up, and uh, what I thought would be a good way because you know a lot of people do New Year's resolutions. Yeah, which never worked for me. Yeah, it's just it's just an excuse to buy like a moleskin. <laughs> <laughs> I've just write a few things down and then never <laughs> open it again. Um, but what did work for me, what I what I actually liked when I was back in corporate was we used to have those Christmas parties, and then before it we have like we go through what worked that year, and I and I really like that because it's like a recap of the things that we did during that year. Yeah, what what worked, what didn't go or, well. So like, yeah. and I wanted to apply that to our personal lives mm-hmm. or to us personally, right? Because we we're always thinking about projects, yeah, like both for the work that you're at as a programmer, but mm-hmm. also side activities that you like. What worked, what didn't? Mm-hmm. For me, I would think about future neighbor. I think about Kuchjar. I think about our blog. I even maybe think about this podcast and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. There's other stuff we've been working on, yeah. And we could think about like, is it interesting to prioritize them in the upcoming year? And more importantly, how will we allocate our time? To what areas? Yeah. And I think that's what I really want to like spend time on. Yeah. So if we have like a whole day at the hotel, maybe we'll make a little schedule. Of course, it can't just be that. We have to go like try the buffet, have some wine, eat food, enjoy. Check out the area. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe it's going to be like. (laughs) The full day, the whole time we're just outside (laughs) having fun fun, and then like just an hour before checkout. That sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a little moleskin. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know how it's going to turn out, but regardless, I think just even the idea of, of a recap and just... Yeah, I like that idea. I was thinking it could be a good um, thing that we do yearly. Like, even if you have a family too, like, if you have kids too, bringing them in, like, how was the year? Mm. And, like, what did we do wrong as a family? And Okay, why do I always start off, what did we do wrong? That's the Korean in me. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you guys do well? What was interesting? And the new year... What would you like to become more experienced in? And just, yeah, just high overarching themes. Yeah. I think for me personally, having themes works really well. And I like that we do it in December, end of the year, rather than like in January. January is too busy. It started. It started started and (laughs) I think already you feel pushed. And just I can just imagine things getting pretty like hectic. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, you know why I just paused was that you... um, you scheduled that medical clinic, medical visit for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, That's like a, on 30th. Oh, <laughs> <December>. God. <laughs> it, it, it's all booked out. So the only spot we have were like... Since it, since Katie goes to a reputable company, like they also, her medical insurance allows one family member to also get like a pretty extensive health checkup. It, yeah. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, I, I want to take advantage of it because you can't use it next year. And then a few years ago, uh, in Korea, we call it Chang Um, um it's, it's called in English, Mantropolisis or something. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it is something similar. There is a word, something policies. Chang Deshigyeong. Don't you have that? There's Wee Neshigyeong and Chang. Wee Neshigyeong is a s- stomach, stomach. Endosco- endoscopy. Oh, that's the word, yeah. Endoscopy. Uh, that does not sound. It's stomach. And, and then the other one is, uh, ah, it's colonoscopy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can never pronounce that colonoscopy. word. Colonoscopy. Yeah. How do you even? The is endoscopy. Endoscope. Endoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's learn English. So among the things that they had available, there was a colonoscopy. And yeah, that's not pleasant. <laughs> um, but you are sleeping, right? You can choose either to get knocked out yeah. or be sane, but nobody. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they, they put that camera up your butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the butt. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's okay. Your colon. Yeah. Oh, the other one is through your mouth. mouth. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people get knocked out for that too. My, My mom. Dad. Yeah. Your dad did it without the, what did you call the, the it? The stomach, the endoscopy. He, he didn't oh. get knocked out. You're so guest. tough. My mom too. Yeah. She, uh, like many years ago, she I don't think she believed in those. She had some skeptics about those. Oh yeah, your mom doesn't like the what is that Western word? medical <laughs> <laughs> treatments. She does. She fights. But I think system. it's for uh, for very reasonable. Oh reason my god! Too. Tangent. We got to talk about <laughs> how why your mom finally now got the COVID shot. <laughs> yeah, my mom has a lot of skeptics. Had a lot of skeptics. Skepticism. skepticism about the vaccine and like basically she's just in the countryside she doesn't really meet new people and stuff so and then she believed in her own health and all this so anyway long yeah, story she's short t- she's been taking care of her health by herself through like natural um foods and like she just doesn't believe why she needs to get this government mandated vaccine when all she goes is to work home work home and yeah always wearing masks and then she saw those like um and then there's news about oh Oh, my god that might be your mom does she have a mic (laughs) does she have like a audio recorder in here listening to us in our married life hey guys one second who who was it it was the Hogyongyong. What's Hogyongyong? He's the the next president nominee. Oh, they've been calling. <laughs> I, I picked up the call. And I go. 안녕하십니까, 허경영 대표입니다. 이렇지. They live like the the presidential nominees. Like its elections are coming up, and next year they leave these recorded messages. Like last time, I was just waking up. I hate up. these calls. I was just waking up. I'm like, 여보세요, <laughs> and then I just hear 안녕하십니까. I'm like. What the? Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, so going back to the talk. So there's now a new mandate. They mm-hmm. issued that um, a lot of these public services and all these just indoor places, you need to show your proof of vaccination. Of two shots. Yeah, of two shots to use it. And So basically, not restaurants, but like 
any Dreams. sort of entertainment facilities, sports facilities, spas, yeah. or anything like that, you need to show, or else you're not allowed in. Like yeah. our climbing gym, you have to show both. Yeah. Okay. And for my mom, I mean, doesn't really matter. She doesn't <laughs> go to gym. Nothing really like that. But um, one place that just shook her life. <laughs> Was Mogyoktang. <laughs> they started requiring. They started to require people to show that proof of vaccination. <laughs> wait, wait, Mogyoktang is what? The Korean sauna. Yeah, and then it's like she's a regular there. Like she goes every weekend to a sauna. Yeah, like it's a like bathhouse. Her, it's her ritual. Mm. And then she's like, oh, and then she said, "Oh my God, I gotta get vaccinated because of this." And she started to ask me, "Which is better, Pfizer or Moderna? Which one should I get?" So the trigger for your mom was not able to go to her weekly bathhouse. Yeah, that's hilarious. Everybody around her thought it was so amusing. I was, I thought it was so amusing and like a stubborn as a rock a person she is, and then all he all he needed was the bogyoktang to like stop her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her catalyst was the bogyoktang lady being like, "Oh no, you need to show me." She's like, "All ah, right, let's go get this thing." And then immediately, like the next day, she went and got it. I mean, she said she tried to do the bath at home, <laughs> but it was just too crazy, like. Yeah, you you need a lot of water first of all, <laughs> yeah. so you need to fill up the entire bath. Guess it's not that common to do bath. I mean, we do have a bathtub in our bathroom too, but we hardly use it. Yeah, and then you or know, we never it, take a bath in it. Yeah, it it takes a long time to fill up the entire bath. And then she said, when she was trying to um pull the water out, it was so slow, and there was some problems. So the water started to regurgitate <laughs> and come back up. <laughs> So they had to use this tura pump to like how do you say it? <laughs> they had to get a plunger. Yeah, to like oh, to pressure to maybe like the, the water go maybe down. Maybe the pressure in her house is not good yeah, enough. She said it was too chaotic. So, <laughs> well, good. Um, she could potentially have saved uh, a trip to the hospital because of her desire to to go to the boyoktang. Yeah, I mean, I knew she was going to. She would have to get her vaccine sometime mm. next year, because um, yeah, we do want to do some like travel abroad with mm. her. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't think that it was gonna come so soon and so suddenly. Right. So I'm happy for her. <laughs> yeah. So back to the. Uh, oh, sorry. When you were talking, I was just thinking about the the colonoscopy. Normally, you don't get it when you're this young, but in Korea, it's. You know they if the you know if, if they provide it for very cheap and since like I've had some like digestion no a few no I I did it like four years ago and then they had there was like a little um, uh-huh. little polyps yeah they had yeah. a few polyps and apparently it's very common they remove like three or four polyps and uh, I was surprised because like my friend who's pretty fat and he doesn't have good eating habits he was like yeah I got four or five removed no biggie yeah and I was like oh man I was like for sure, I won't have any. I'm not that big. But I had it too. My other friend had it too. Yeah, I My think mom it's very it common to have it. Yeah, and they just remove it and you wake up. But uh, knowing that I have to do that. And the, I guess the, the worst part is like when you have to prep for it, they give you these packets and you have to eat or you have to like drink this the night before. You have to drink like like those six huge th- containers of water mixed with that thing. Oh, where that's it, so painful. It gives yeah. you like, yeah. That's one thing you don't look forward yeah. to. Yeah. And also, I wanted to do it because my mom, um, I'm, I think we talked about it on the yeah, podcast. we did. There was some like cancerous polyps. Mm. Sorry, just the thought of that put me in a different zone of thinking. I got to get back into uh, get back into my brain. Perso, I'm looking, not, You're not looking, looking forward, forward to it. You're not looking forward to it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, okay. So while we're on this topic of um, like health, lately, I'm like considering whether doing LASIK or LASIK. Mm. because the eye surgery yeah for your vision but i have this like kind of weird rationale in my head because my eyesight right now like i could i could just walk around and see things um and get by so i could drive without glasses and it'd be okay but it is slightly blurry yeah um you would prefer to have your glasses i would prefer to have it but it's not mandatory so if i but if i go to somewhere like the movies I'll get annoyed if I don't have my glasses because yeah. some parts just gets a little bit blurry. 
So my question to, yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people who are listening may have already had that surgery. I, I don't know the difference between the two because I haven't looked into it. But regardless, either one, my rationale is that I want my eyes to get more worse and then go get the <laughs> surgery. But hear me out because I know that my life, uh, I'm going to be in front of a computer like pretty much every white collared office worker is going to be in front of a computer for most of their working day. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to continue to be that way for you. It's going to continue to yeah, be that my way. My eyesight's are getting worse and worse. So my question is, is if I get the surgery next year, for example, my eyesight would get really good, but then it would It'll start go down. It would go down. Yeah. Right. Over time. Right. That's what's happened to me. Really? Mm. How how it used to be really good right after the surgery it's like so good so clear yeah then yeah maybe now I think I'm around that zero point six zero point seven where it used to be what like perfect twenty twenty yeah one point oh interesting so that's why I'm asking maybe I should like kind of ruin my eyes more and more and more and do it like oh, I don't in twenty. And then do it in like 10 years because then I will, my eyesight will improve back and yeah. then until I die, it will, you know, it will decay. So when should I start my decay of my eyes after improving it? Earlier in my life or later in my life? No, I think it, I think you are taking it wrong way. I think you should try your best to protect your eyes as it is, not make it get worse. And then just um, so that you don't even have to get the surgery because... Um, I don't know whether this is a side effect of the surgery or not. Dry eyes? No, it's not dry. I, dry, I didn't really get dry eyes, but I started to see some dots on my eyes. Like when I see, I see some like a little squiggles and some few dots on my left eye. And it really bothers me. It used to bother me a lot. And then I went to the hospital to see it. They're like, yeah, so many people have it. It's some some sort of like droplets coming off from your eyeball or something. It, the doctor said he had, he, the doctor was like, I had 30 of those. So <laughs> don't even bring it up. That so kind of attitude to me. Kaleidoscope. You have to live with it. But then I feel like there's more and more coming up. You don't know it because you don't have it. But it really bothers you. So in the morning when I open my eyes, it's like, it's 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 just in one eye. It's kind of like like my eyesights are blocked because of li these little dots. And I I kind of I believe it's it's kind of because of the surgery. <laughs> I I mean if you're seeing dots, I think that's a issue. But I told you, right? And then I actually talked Is to someone. Is it some kind of, of like those UFO lights like when you like No, it's there. So when you roll your eyes, it comes with you. It's like always there but uh, sometimes it switches position so you'll get lucky because that thing will get to the back of your eyes so you will not see it so right but now when you're seeing me you see like a dot it's eyes. not a dot but there's a little like squiggle and it's like blurry and then you know when you feel like you want to rub your eyes yeah rub your eye that's the feeling i have on my left eye yeah i think but you, then uh, you get used to it so i guess it's like, uh, if you know that there's nothing you can do about it. No, I think we should go to the hospital and see what, what it is. Maybe go to a better place. Living with dots doesn't sound... It's it's, it's like more like chirongi. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> How do you say it? Um, anyway, okay. The other thing that I'm <laughs> treating right now is, oh my gosh, when I was younger and I would play like tennis and I'd play tennis like all day and I was like training so hard. Um, I got like a case of ringworm and like from climbing those shoes, mm -hmm. I got like a case of ringworm right now and I'm trying to like treat it. And actually it's a little bit of an experiment right now. Um, <laughs> you like to experiment with your body. No, I just like to see what works. Actually, it's more because I'm lazy to go to the the skin doctor and then or the dermatologist and go ask for a cream. And um, when I was young, my dad told me to get apple cider vinegar, put it into hot water. He brought like a little pagaji or a little... Basket. Uh, yeah, and then pour water into it. And then I just dipped my feet into it. And I did that for like 30 minutes for like I think five days straight. And then it worked. Yeah. I tried it this time. It didn't work. Okay. And so 
I looked online and they have someone said put bleach on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that sounds crazy because bleach is super strong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Super, super strong. I don't know. I just You did it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I ended up doing it, but it works. <laughs> yeah, it but works. It's like that it's like it's recovering very slowly no ringworm takes like two th like a couple weeks like it's not something that just goes away like a mosquito bite in three days yeah. uh, so um, i kind of experience various parts of life through you i never experienced <laughs> yeah it usually i mean you'll see it a lot in like high school like with wrestlers who are sweating a lot and it, it's very contagious it'll spread and then the other remedy was using the nail polish oh that was interesting so i i start with bleach and then nighttime before i go to bed i pour or i like rub some of the clear nail polish over it and which creates like a very um it suffocates it so it can't breathe that's been working hopefully i'm not grossing people out but you know when yeah, you're wearing the same like climbing battle, shoes every battle day. with the bacteria yeah i'm just having virus. i'm just having fun with it now, if that thing starts, if, if it starts spreading to other parts of my body, I'll go immediately to there. But right now, it's a little science experiment, we're saying. But I was thinking, like, okay, what am I going to do with my climbing shoes? Like, how? I obviously oh can't wash it. Oh, my gosh, I, hear I, this out, guys. I, so obviously, crazy. I obviously can't wash it, right? So, like, research, like, can bacteria live in cold temperature? And they say, no, if you put it in the, in the freezer, <laughs> they'll die. So <laughs> That's <laughs> nasty. But it's brilliant. Instead of washing it or, or, or anything... Or of course, you can put in the sunlight, but right now there's no, there's not that much sunlight in Korea, especially we're near our apartment window. So, put it into a Ziploc bag, put it in the freezer, and then uh, did the trick. So it was a brilliant idea. So if you're climbing, uh, you can freeze your shoes, which will get rid of any like, yeah, bacteria. Just talking about this is getting my back of my neck itchy. Oh, I feel so dirty right now. <laughs> no comment. Oh, I feel so dirty. Um, okay. <laughs> we went on quite a tangent about this i um, i wish we can see some li live reaction <laughs> of our listeners <laughs> one of the things that we've been discussing over the last few days was potentially opening up a, a discord for people who don't know the discord is like um a place where uh the community like if you sign in as a user you can like chat with each other so up till now i think future neighbor We've been on channels which facilitates commenting towards mm -hmm. us, but it doesn't really help um, connect the people who are interested in Korean community. I'm sorry, in Korean food and Korean culture. And when, like we've had like so many DMs uh, related to a whole range of topics. Like, but they come to us because they like us showing recipes and they're cooking with us. But a lot of times the conversation goes left and right. And there's so much like topics that I feel like the community could provide better feedback than us. And I mm -hmm. don't think we facilitated that far. And I think this would be a, a great way to let other users like provide value to other users. Right? Yeah. Because how does a community build? You just need a topic where people come that are interested, that, that share a common like interest area. Right. Yeah, like there's a lot of people interested in K-dramas. Every time I post something in K-dramas, we get a lot of like DMs yeah. related to that. But I wish like more people, like we as a group can like kind of interact. Mm. And a lot of, and also like a lot of um, people asking about moving to Korea. That's right. That's another one. That's another one. And also... Um, we Okay, so two other places. W one is Korean adoptees. Yeah. So like, you know... Um, they're reconnecting like post in their post late 20s early 30s and they're reconnecting to korean culture and they have so many questions they want to talk with us in a long way but the thing with us is that instagram is like we get so many dms that like i, f I feel like anxiety like if i keep typing with this one person because there's like i don't know like 85 other unopened messages and so like bringing this out to discord and letting other people add their input i think would be great Mm. Or, or we have parents of Korean adoptees. Their kids yeah. are young. Yeah, yeah. And right? then they want to ask, like, how can we expose our kids to, like, Korean culture? What would be a good way? Um, mm. How do they? How do I teach them about, um, uh, like, what's going on in Korean culture? Like, what is, like, what is expected at the dinner table and all this stuff. And 
it's not like I have the right answer. Well, yes, uh, I'm not the only source of answer. Yeah, sometimes our followers know more about Korea than <laughs> us, and they're like, they send me like this article. I s like, what's going on? I'm like, ooh, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to open up a Discord, and if you're interested, Discord is like an easy way to think about it. It's like a Slack, but for social. Slack is for work, right? Yeah. The Discord is more for like. Outside work. Discord was originally made for gamers. That's why I never really got into it. But recently, there's um, a lot of community like a gathering community. Yeah. Trying to learn more about blockchains and NFTs, and I yeah. ended up actually going into Discord. And I thought it was like, whoa! I don't know why I didn't make more use of it. So and it's free, by the way. Yeah. So just keep that uh, on the horizon. We'll start sharing that. And now to what we were talking about before, China. Um, oh, it's a little bit hard to jump back. In. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going. Um, This is our last topic of our podcast. Who's the yeah? Um, what were we talking about before? Like, okay, self censorship versus direct censorship. We were talking about that, but I feel like living in Korea, we don't really have to think about the self censorship part. That's more like pertain to the U.S. Yeah, there are some touch points that that come to me very, you know, like for example, number one, where did Corona start? Corona started in China. They had a Wuhan lab there that was studying coronaviruses, and of course, they haven't admitted this. But in the beginning, mass media says it came from some bats, and like, and then China deflects this and then says that no, some American CIA, and they started blaming other countries. Do you remember that? Another news that that pops up is this idea of that Chinese tennis player. She was like reporting that she was raped by a government official, and then now she disappears. Yeah. Another instance, NBA. Anytime someone talks about Taiwan, all of their games get like censored in China. Stealing IP technology from the West. I guess what I'm like listing is like there, like there's. There's so many instances where China is kind of benefiting from capitalism, but not playing fairly with the other democratic nations, mm. and I think that's deeply troubling for me. Um, and also, China influencing democratic nations to not let their citizens talk about it, or not being able to to voice opposition to things that we clearly know is wrong. Like, for example, this whole Uyghur situation. Anyone who talks about the Uyghur, it's hush hush. Even like the United Nations, there's so many. I mean, you can just research it. When um, they're asked about this this situation, they quickly go over it because a lot of funding. You know, China's basically octopus tentacles goes everywhere. What other democratic nations uh, kind of act this way and are able to get get away with it? So China's. Economic ties to all of these democratic nations influences people to just turn the turn your head towards it, and they're able to just continuously act this way. And for me, I fundamentally look at China uh, in a biased view because I've grown up in, de- in a democratic country, and what China pushes out or their view of government and society is an authoritarian way. There yeah. is no. Uh, liberty. There is no free speech. It's Xi Jinping. It's the current uh, whoever's in power for now. Xi Jinping thought, mm. and that way of thinking is pushed all the way into education. And so it's just you just have to go that way. And so for anyone who's living in a democratic nation, why would we want to follow that school of thought? We wouldn't. And so you know. Um, no, I just think, uh, yeah, I agree. And China is too big, too powerful, too strong, so that I feel like they kind of become a bully. Especially in Korea, we live so close to China. We're like directly much more affected by all these policies that China China um, pursues. I think much more than the U.S. And just with, even with this, um, what is it, air pollution too? It's been going on like this, like for the past few years, yeah. and like I don't know if our government can even voice our like opinion about it to China because China can always threaten. Okay, then we're gonna cut down on that, 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 and then, yeah. and then there is like just basically not been anything done with it. Yeah, 
And my, my whole position is that our government um, should address. Uh, I agree, but sh- our government citizens, can't. Citizens' concerns. I know they should repre- They they should do that now. I also they live un- in fear. I think we all live like us. Our government, at least the Korean government, is kind of in fear because China is like the center of like a lot of resources. Yeah, China is Korea's Basically, largest export. Yeah, and everything Ex- is made in China. So if they, we are very much dependent on the, um, what they produce economically. Yeah, and and the same sentiment is shared uh, even more by Australia, mm-hmm. but they're starting to push back, and I and I and I feel that. I think the whole world is starting to wake up that yeah. they should kind of like, um, like readjust their policies on. Like w- like uh, in insourcing or outsourcing, mm. like especially in mm. China. Mm. But like for me as a Korean, I have some mixed feelings because like our cl- two closest countries are China and Japan. Uh-huh. But every time anything that that goes on bad about uh, some actions done by the Japanese government, we are so like voicing so strongly and like makes such a big news and. Like our government is like so strongly against it, but but vice versa, anything that China does something wrong, our government can't really say much. Oh, their level of op- opposition is not yeah. The same. Mm. So um, so that frustrates me a lot. I think the trend will change once we um, once our source of importing becomes less and less uh, from China. Uh, I think just it's 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 it, like our economic ties are are too strong and interlinked because up till now the whole story has been made in China and sourced cheaply and everyone's making money off of that you know especially with corona and seeing how a lot of valuable products that a, a country needs themselves yeah. that they need to produce it in uh, domestically I think that yeah. that has already started yeah but somehow just the way like I started to learn more uh, about the way that like China also influences their um, citizens abroad. So, for example, the Chinese students who are studying abroad in the U.S. or in other Western cultures, China will fund, like, student groups. Like, for example, they'll have something called, like, a Language Institute of China, something sounding very innocent. But they will actually, like, keep a tab on Chinese students who attend, say, um, Free Taiwan Movements or anything that's oppositional to the Chinese viewpoints. Uh, they'll indirectly coerce those students, uh, call them in, and they'll report into the embassy. And so, like Chinese, That's crazy. Yeah, that, that those tentacles go everywhere, right? And so, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and then you you know there is like the big Chinese YouTuber <laughs> who like um, makes food in the countryside, but she makes really aesthetic like kind of food videos ah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. she had like uh there was a big controversy because she released a video calling kimchi like chinese food and she shows how she makes kimchi yeah and then later on you told me that she is actually funded by the chinese government to make those videos sorry guys my my, no- my nose is starting to uh, turn on the faucet but in that case that girl well, she has a whole production team behind Do you know it. her channel I, I forgot. forgot. Yeah, China has a habit of like liking to call other countries cultural things as theirs. So th- yeah, for they, us, it was not just kimchi. Like. Hanbok. They also did that to Hanbok. Yeah, they Hanbok. claimed that that's theirs. And um, anyway, while they were pushing uh, this idea, you know, because Korean music, Korean culture is on the global stage right now, and it's so hot, but China wants to claim it as theirs. And uh, they were making this push that kimchi was theirs. And as part of their reach, they are always trying, like if you ever grow big in China, like you have a a social media presence that grows big. If China calls on you. I think they do call on you. And you need to, there's no answer, but yes. And so for example, for that YouTuber, otherwise you're removed, you're removed, you're, you're gone. Yeah. You, you disappear. There's an article that says, uh, the biggest threat to billionaires for Chinese billionaires is China. Like, how many billionaires have disappeared in China? Look at Jack Ma too. Yeah, he's, he's done. He's <laughs> so this uh, YouTuber, she's growing big, and then China basically wants her to use her influence to basically echo their feelings about kimchi, and so she's forced to do that. Right. So it's pretty sad, actually. You can't grow big in China 
And as soon as you start getting influence, that takes away from uh, the government's ability to influence and they shut it down. Yeah. So for example, even the Korean K-pop, yeah, there right? was they banned K-pop and, and, and under the guise of we don't want feminine boys, which basically is saying that, you know, we don't want anything coming <laughs> out of K-pop. Yeah, and also there was um, actually uh, one a member of a K-pop star. She's actually from Taiwan. Yeah. And then there was a big incident, I think, during a live um, show or something. She kind of showed a flag of Taiwan yeah. on TV. And then, like, China got so, like, made a huge issue out of it that she ended up having to apologize for her holding up a flag of her, like, her country. Yeah. Like, Taiwanese flag. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the whole world has to, like, kowtow to China. Because of their economic interests. And I think that's totally wrong. If China wants to continue to grow, they need to play, they need to, they need to play correctly and fairly with the, uh, the, the international world. Oh, and uh, yeah, it shouldn't be the reverse. I mean, I'm sure if you guys Google and you, your country has their own instances of like China getting away with just acting the way that they want to do simply because their economic exporting partners China powerful and uh, that dynamic I think is very frustrating and while that could just be the reality of it again not being able to talk about it is I think is 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 so undemocratic who are we who live in democratic nations not be able to talk about the injustices of a different country right why is that bad we always talk about how bad North Korea is that's fine we should <laughs> Why we can't talk about like the injustices that's going on in China, like their oppression of entire the, the Uyghurs, right? Putting them into concentration camps. Uh, and another point is like if I'm a Chinese citizen and you live underneath communism, you're not allowed to dissent, or it doesn't favor you to dissent. So, yeah, because you are gonna yeah, be punished. You're gonna be punished. Your social score is going to go down, and it just limits your freedom. So, so if you if you live in this if you live in this reality, why why would you th otherwise think differently from what the uh, government the government tells, tells you? you? You don't. I'm sure there are a minority that fights back, but um, that's suppressed very quickly. I mean, it's not like I'm looking for some sort of uh, conclusion or some yeah, decisive action. I mean, just we expressing our frustration. Yeah, I'm just expressing my frustration of. I guess my answer is that I want to talk about some of these issues that are wrong and I want governments around the world which, you know, to address this and not kowtow to China just because of economic interests. Now, that's very easy to say because elected officials have different KPIs that they need to meet, right? Yeah. And so if your trade, largest trading partner is China, I mean, it's terribly difficult because if, the gov if, if your GDP is shrinking, nobody cares about all this other stuff is... Are, we're not living well yeah so there's like a little it's very tricky but it shouldn't be selling out democratic values just for growth there has to be some sort of medium and every time that there is sort of a big justice injustice we should talk about it and i have to say one more time i have to say it again we're talking about the chinese government mm, yeah 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 okay like, we're not talking about Chinese people. Don't try to conflate the two. And if you do, make a conscious effort to separate the two. I think, yeah, what you say about separating the government from the people is so important. Because when I think about Japan, there's that all that political as well as societal pressure to hate Japan. And of, um, of course, there's so many things that they did really b bad in the history. Like, uh, we have very painful history of Japanese colonization and you know, all the comfort women and all the inhumane things that they did to the people, you know, the, all the wrong experimentation and stuff. Human experimentation, yeah. atrocities during the war. Yeah. yeah, and then, but then I feel like there's also the other parts where, like, the young people now, they like Japan for, like, their culture, people, like... Or food. Food, like, they... Sightseeing. And, um, yeah, they just love, like, Japanese, um, like, architecture and, like, just traveling in Japan. 
yeah, there is that just because the because of that history and then like the government like policy, it's like I feel like it's so important to separate the two because otherwise you're just going to grow up hating a country and the people. Um, As you tie the two together, yeah, yeah, and then you will also realize like well you you ask yourself why do I hate the people, then you also wouldn't really be able to answer it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was interesting for me because before I moved to Korea from the States, mm -hmm. I did a study abroad and my first country uh, outside the US was I studied abroad in Tokyo mm -hmm. and I got to do a, uh, uh, I lived with a family. It was yeah. a young family and uh, the mom's name was Mika yeah. and she was so cool. Like I, I actually described it as one of the most funnest times of my life. Yeah. Because I think I talked about it in the past episodes, but they had an izakaya. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very rich. They just showed me the best time of my life. Mm -hmm. Every night after school, we just go to the izakaya. I would drink with the neighborhood. And I got to know all of the Japanese people in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I approached it with this, because at that time, I was an American in the way that I thought. Mm -hmm. I didn't approach it like, oh, these people are my enemy. Like, for example, if I was, if I was raised in Korea, I would have, I would... Yeah, the, the, that historical context would yeah. have been preached to me by my grandparents to hate or this. Japan. Not to hate, but just really like be prejudiced. Like this is what they done, and make sure you remember that. You, in Korea, there are certain people, even in my age, who would like I would never travel to Japan, right? Because I hate the people. <laughs> but my history classes were taught from an American standpoint. Yeah, so it's ja more like Japanese pro. colonization of Korea was a sentence, or the pro is. I don't carry that baggage or that stereotypes and all this with me, which lets me be more open to knowing the people without mm. starting from a negative mind space. Mm. Yeah. And I still keep a good relationship with them. And every time I go and, and it was like, it's like an, almost like an extended family to me. Yeah. There. And I love them and they love me too. And yeah, they do. And that you was, have very good uh, positive memory of Japan because of them. Yeah. And I go all the time. And I want to go back all the time. Yeah. And when people ask me about Japan, I think it's great, right? Mm. And so I think that's what we're talking about is that don't let China's actions at a geopolitical level, um, at a national level, influence potential positive relationships with the people. And I go, But I go back to the other point is the only hesitancy of me like talking about this is that there's a lot of people who are uneducated that will take geopolitical news as the people and like to curse at people to show this like asian hate it's like that's that, just a, that's just the reality of, of life like not everyone is educated or just just ignorant yeah so yeah so, yeah, yeah it gives part. me pause yeah that, that gives me pause and and i don't want to contribute to that but at the same time my reality of living in korea it's completely different from the chinese american or the korean america living in in, US. in the u.s yeah when, when I talked to my friend who came to visit and, oh. and we were talking about stuff and I was like, man, the Chinese are sponsoring like buying up Gangneung, this huge land and turning it into a Chinatown. Yeah. I'm like, why would I, why would we want Chinatown there, right? Yeah. And then, you know, like he has no idea. No of, clue. Yeah, no clue <laughs> of, of like what China does in Asia because they never hear about that. The only thing you hear about is stop Asian American hate. Like, of course, like no, nobody wants that. But you don't see how China, why people living in Korea or living in other countries dislike China. It's going to be far removed from this concept of racism. Yeah. There are actually policies that are affecting that that country. And so, if you start to understand how China's tentacles affect countries that are outside of the U.S beyond this wokeism of like, oh, don't just try to hate Asia. No, no, there are real policies that are affecting people. Like right now, my nose is a leaky faucet. 60%, 70% because China keeps like all of their plants. All these coal factories yeah. are all located on the um, um, east side, east coast of China. And then every time the wind blows, yeah. I mean, the wind blows from China to Korea direction, unfortunately. So yeah. we are so directly affected. Exactly. So... Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just starting. Like every winter, you repeat. Yeah. Because the winter is the time they burn that coal the most. Yeah, they need that. And it's just uh, starting for this year now. Yeah. I'm really not looking forward to it. Yeah. 
No, we can't finish with this note. It's not our style. <laughs> we gotta bring it back. Next year, not sure when exactly, but sometime next year, I'm potentially thinking of um, taking some break from my work. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like stopping the job. Yeah, and then just invest more time into uh, like studying about um, uh, this just Web3, the NFT space. And as because I'm a developer, some of the things that I can contribute to the space, um, I'm very interested about that. Yeah, like blockchain, smart, smart contract. Yeah, developer. and I feel like in this space, like in terms of technical stuff too, there's so much is going on. And every week there's some new protocol opening <laughs> or <laughs> new, new some technology. And I find it so hard to catch up. And I feel like I really need some time, like completely dedicated, block out my time to learn. And and uh, hopefully I want to do some like mini project on this space too myself. Katie, the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. <laughs> right now, like that iPhone moment when everyone started to become a mobile developer, iOS developer. Yeah. The the time for blockchain developers and building smart contracts. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's happening. Yeah, so. And so our logic is that, like, Katie, right now, if you keep continuing on as a UI developer, you could probably spend the next 100 years and you still won't be in, like, like a top person i feel like the ui developer used to be good for the past 10 years but it's gonna kind of lose its lust and become one of those just maintenance so there's just too many people in it it's a red ocean oh, yeah, so you need to like leapfrog or there's an opportunity to leapfrog to become kind of a, a industry leader and industry expert in a you know in, in, a, in a space like smart contracts yeah do we have any Solana. like um yeah any listeners already in the web3 space or um thinking to jump into web3 space yeah if you're working really in web3 katie's oh katie I made this do the, well, oh katie yeah katie's already have she's already dipped her toes into it she made this like squid game like what a toy it? project squid yeah, game in browser game where i'm working on i'm um, kind of like uh, need to finish up the ui but once it's done you turn Maybe on, I can share. <laughs> I you turn know. on MetaMask and then just like uh, you fight with the yeah. tokens. Yeah. The NFTs and stuff. It's really like childish, but <laughs> I yeah, mean, it interacts with the blockchain and still, there's it's kind of fun. Developers who've already dipped their toes. Like, yeah, I like to open. Uh, yeah. That's why I want to open that Discord channel too. Or you, you can just DM me on my Instagram. We can talk. Yeah, definitely. You bought that uh, domain name on Solana. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, ridiculous. What is it? Oh yeah. So I, I it's just for fun. I went to that domain site to, to get a domain for Solana. Actually, let me give some background, like for people who are non-tech. Yeah. What is even Solana? So like, um, no, not I'm not gonna go that far. That's a whole different podcast. But basically, like you know, when you go to a website, like for example, www.google, like in the background, those are numbers originally like the ip yeah, address is like a number 172.168 whatever so when you're sending cryptocurrencies likewise it's like a 20 letter and number yeah, uh, jumble yeah. yeah so now there are services for specific blockchains like for example ethereum ethereum has um, a naming service so you oh, can write ENS. like katie.ens and instead of writing the 20 letters or numbers it can be sent and so there's another blockchain called solana and uh, katie was it, it's recently launched and they're giving out do or you have to purchase domain names and then yeah but it's much cheaper than the ethereum so yeah so i i <laughs> kind you of put in a bid i put in a bid <laughs> what did you find I, and then i ended up getting it yeah. and the one that i got was surprise hyundai.soul <laughs> 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 Hyundai is basically Hyundai. Yeah, Hyundai cars. Uh, Hyundai cars. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I own that. But so in the future, <laughs> when uh, Hyundai cars opens up their Solana wallet, uh, I'm sure they'll be coming to you. They're gonna contact me to give to buy it from you for one trillion dollars, <laughs> one billion dollars. No, it's not gonna happen. But we we're just having fun with it, and we we're just because it was really cheap, by the way, too. Yeah. Maybe I paid twenty dollars. Yeah, there was like an influx of Korean names. Like normally, there was Samsung, but I lost a bid. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that other person put in like uh, Hyundai and then Samsung and 
Kanghamun, Kyungbukgung, yeah. but it was all Korean words. I thought it's kind of funny and cool. So. Yeah, we just wanted to like see how far this person would, uh, like how much they wanted the names and just yeah. like putting bids in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is it really going to happen? And they're like, you want the bid? Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. we're too far into this tech space. I think most people don't even know what we're talking about. So we'll cut it here. Mm. Um, neighbors, we'll be back. I think we're going to do more of this uh, podcasts and uh, keep an eye out for Discord. Yeah. Much love. Thank you for listening. Bye.